What if Napoleon were captain of a starship? What if Julius Caesar were captain of a starship? What if William Shakespeare were captain of a starship? Welcome to RequestCast, the request-based podcast. I'm Lewis Powell. And I'm Ben Heaton. And today's request comes from Oyvind Thorsby. What genres of fiction that either don't exist or are not popular in our universe do you think are popular in alternate universes? And Ben, I will tell you that the very first thing that popped into my head when I saw this request was alternate history about World War II, what if the Nazis lost? Perhaps more generally, alternate histories about things that are actually the case for our universe? Yes. Specifically, World War II alternate history fiction, I think, would be super popular in a world where the Nazis won World War II. There was a famous alternate history anthology in the 20s or 30s, where one of the people contributing to it wrote a story titled, What if Lee had lost the Battle of Gettysburg? (laughs) Which he actually did. Yeah. But for this story, he was writing it as though he were a guy in a universe where Lee had won the Battle of Gettysburg, writing about what would be like if Lee had lost. (laughs) And the person who wrote this double alternate history was Winston Churchill. What? No. Yes. Winston Churchill wrote alternate history fiction about the U.S. Civil War. He did. I'm completely serious. I never know with you, Ben. I'm going to look it up. Hang on. Winston Churchill, what if the... What if Lee... If Lee had not won the Battle of Gettysburg by Winston Churchill. This essay is written from the viewpoint of a historian in a world where the Confederacy won the Battle of Gettysburg. This summary makes it sound like it's really about the world that the historian's in, and not the world that the historian is imagining the would-be in. Well, it would be about that using his double alternate hypothetical to point out what the single alternate universe would be like. Right. I would like to see a universe where that's a normal thing that people write a lot of. Okay, so now we have two. We have regular alternate histories, but that would be about things that actually happened instead of things that didn't happen. And then second, you're imagining a world where double alternate histories are a super popular thing to write. So your idea is they're writing books that are basically our nonfiction, but for them it's fiction. Well, I don't know that they'd get them right. (laughs) I'm imagining there'd be a large set of literature where they write about what if major world events had gone differently, just as we have, but instead they'd be about what would have happened if the world events had gone the way that they actually did. And they get wrong a bit? Yep, I mean, almost certainly. I'm not imagining that the genre is also written by omniscient authors. But I like your idea of double alternate histories that are not popular in our universe, but are probably popular in some alternate universes where more book consumers are like you. So here's the actual first idea I had when hearing this request. I really like book reviews written of books that don't actually exist. You are like so the quintessential Borges fan. You're like, what I want is like super high concept books that weren't actually books themselves, but reviews of books that don't exist. Well, there are books like that, just not many. Stanislaw Lem wrote a collection of book reviews of books that don't exist. It's not common. It, it doesn't have its own section at a bookstore. Yeah. Does that still count as a genre of fiction, though? It is fiction, yeah. Okay. And the books aren't real, that's what makes it fiction. Yeah, but like, I don't know that I would count John Hodgman's books as fiction. I mean, there are collections of falsehoods, but I'd put them in the humor section rather than the fiction section at the at the bookstore. Yeah, the humor section kind of sidesteps the whole fiction-nonfiction division. 
That's because there are things that are funny because they're true, and there are things that are funny because they're not true. Collections of wacky facts from history. Yeah. We have humor as a genre, which is books designed to make you laugh. Maybe there could be alternate genres that are just about provoking other particular responses. I guess horror works that way, too. Do you have other responses besides shrieking and laughing in mind? I, those are the only two responses I have in real life. <laughs> to reading anything. Yeah. You categorize all your books as, do they make me shriek or do they make me laugh? Yeah, I prefer the ones that make me laugh, but sometimes you want variety. What if there was a synthesis of the two? Something that made you laugh while shrieking. I can't think of any books that do that. Like, knock knock, who's there, boo, boo hoo. Right, because it's a ghost, but it's also a joke. Yeah, that's not very scary, though. But I said boo. Oh, so you know how there's a bunch of people who write literature in the actual world about post-rapture, Left Behind, or Stephen King's The Stand kind of have this flavor to them? Although Stephen King's The Stand isn't about the Christian rapture in particular, or at least not explicitly so, from what I remember. Uh, what would be great is if there was a series of novels about, like, how Ragnarok would affect humans. Like, human dramas set in a post-Ragnarok era. In our reality, that would be a very narrow subset of fantasy. Sure, yeah. But I'm imagining a world where the major world religion is traditional Norse religion, and so their equivalent of evangelical Christian fiction would be about Loki and Odin messing things up. About what you're going to do after the sun and moon get eaten by wolves. Yes, exactly. I would also like Scott Tarot or who's the other author of like the law books, the Grisham, those style books, but written in a world where there are like wizards and alchemists, but like just legal fiction in a world that happens to have wizards and alchemists. So like a Harry Potter book that's just set in normal Ministry of Magic proceedings. Yeah, or the court of, does the Sorting Hat do the judging? I don't remember how the... The Sorting Hat only cares about which building children go into. <laughs> and what color they end up wearing. What pair of colors they end up wearing, Ben? Sorry, I, I wasn't giving the Sorting Hat enough credit there. Yeah. All right, you know how paranormal romance really took off as a genre in the last, I don't know, decade or two? I, I don't know when that exactly started being a thing, but I know it wasn't at one point and it is now. At first, I thought you just meant like love stories starring ghosts, but then I realized you meant like Twilight and, and all those. Okay. There are probably some involving ghosts. I but I don't mean like ghost humans. I just mean like Casper is dating some other female ghost or a male ghost, whatever. The important point is that it's just like Danielle Steele style beach romance starring ghosts. Well, what I was thinking is that maybe you could make other genres by adding paranormal descriptor. For example? Westerns. Paranormal Western where there are a bunch of Draculas or something. Actually, Westerns aren't really popular these days in our universe, so that could be an answer to this. Maybe there's an alternate universe where everyone's still into Westerns. I guess there were a lot of Westerns that were books. Yeah, with cowboys. I think of it as more of a popular movie genre, but I guess there was a period when they were hugely popular as books. Sane Grey and such? Yeah. You know what I would like to see are more works of fiction like Flatland that are actually just kind of political allegories using math as the vehicle. That's a political allegory? I haven't read it, I don't think. There's a lot of stuff about, like, class issues. Really? I thought it was just about... That's how the shapes are divided up. Oh, okay. So it's like Dr. Seuss crossed with a math thought experiment. Yeah. Also, I'd like to see just any fiction that's set in geometry problems. The Wizard of the Pythagorean Theorem, The Count of Goldbach's Conjecture. Maybe a universe where instead of science fiction, they have math fiction. <laughs> That'd be good. In Star Trek Deep Space Nine, they sometimes like offhandedly mention 
genres of fiction that are popular in alien cultures. For the Cardassians, I think, there was like a type of mystery, but it was like Columbo style where you start out knowing who done it. And you're trying to find out how they did it? or No, I think you're trying to figure out how they'll get punished is the mystery. Oh. You're trying to figure out what their punishment will be as you read. I know the guy who's lying about being a tailor tells the doctor who's really good at space racquetball about it. How about murder mysteries where you know who the murderer is, <laughs> but you don't know who they murder and you're trying to figure it out? I mean, I'm sure that there's some detective fiction where that's the conceit. And there's probably some, since there's a lot of detective fiction out there, and I'm sure they've gone through all the permutations by now, but it's not a major thing. Yeah. What about a cross between mystery and cookbooks, where you're trying to figure out how to make the food that's being described? How about a novel told using the Socratic method? It's all questions. <laughs> yeah, because it's just a series of questions that you're supposed to answer to, I guess, construct your own story or to reveal the story that was already inside your soul from before you were born. They could be leading questions. Yeah. Don't you think the main character should be a detective? <laughs> but what if I say no? <laughs> well, I don't know. Then maybe they have a worse time reading the book. Oh, you know what would be good? Choose your own adventure novels. That's kind of a thing here. No, no, I know, I know. But wait, here's, here's the twist. You don't make the character's choices. You make what we'd think of as the author or narrator's choices. So instead of it being like, to hide in the cave, turn to page six, to hide in the forest, turn to page eight. It's like, if you decide that lightning strikes near the character, turn to page 12. If you decide that a tidal wave comes, turn to page 14. You're not deciding whether the character opens a box. You're deciding what he sees when the book tells you he's opening the box. Yes. You could call it choose somebody else's adventure. Choose my adventure. Yes. What about a genre of detective fiction that's really happy and upbeat? And it could be called whatever the French word for white is. Blanc, maybe? I'm not going to look up French words right now. So you know how Kafka's work is like the sorts of experiences you have in bad dreams, like you need to get into a building and you can't get in. And that's what if we had like the opposite where it was just like pleasant dream fiction, no narrative conflict. It's just there happens to be a mountain made out of bananas and your cousin who you aren't told that it's your cousin, but you know that it's your cousin in the dream. I would hate reading that. <laughs> but I think it would be popular in other universes. It's possible. Okay, here would be a good genre of fiction, that there's a particular sort of role, and there's a whole genre built around imagining famous historical persons if they occupied that role. So it's like captain of a starship or something, and it's like, what if Napoleon were captain of a starship? What if Julius Caesar were captain of a starship? What if William Shakespeare were captain of a starship? That actually sounds like it has a lot of potential, because you could imagine different types of starships. I was thinking there would be rigorous constraints on the <laughs> genre, like it's always in the middle of a particular space battle. It's always the Enterprise versus the Death Star, and the only thing that changes is which historical character shows up there. <laughs> I, I would not want to live in the universe where that's a famous genre of fiction. It's their version of Boy Meets Girl. The genre that Jack London wrote in where the story is told from the perspective of an animal, is that a popular genre? I don't think it's that popular. Well then, I feel like there should be universes where that's more popular. The like White Fang Call of the Wild genre. A universe where human narrators are a weird experimental novelty. You can already live life as a human. You go to fiction to escape that and learn how animals might see the world. This is making me want to get some books from alternate universes, which is annoying because I can't do that. You can use your mind to recreate them. I could read some more book reviews about books that don't exist. That's about the closest I can get.
any book that a person has actually written doesn't really fit what I'm looking for. <laughs> so there could be books that fit what you're looking for that haven't been written yet. Would they cease being what you're looking for when they are written? Or would you be able to eventually read them if somebody went and wrote it? I think what I want are books that will never be written. That seems like a uniquely foolish desire. Well, we can't choose our literary tastes. Can't we, Ben? <laughs> can't we? I guess the only other one would be full novels written from the perspective of philosophical thought experiments. So like Mary's Room, but it's a whole novel about her life. Yeah, a whole novel about somebody who has never seen the color blue before, and then all of a sudden comes to see the color blue when she exits this room. Or a novel about a guy who has to choose whether to divert a trolley that's headed towards five people on the track where it will kill one person. But like, it doesn't just start at that point of the thought experiment, it starts when he's like 12. You know, I feel like that genre is custom-tailored for me, and I'm not sure I would enjoy it very much. <laughs> would the thought experiment part just come in at the ending, and the rest of it is all just... No, for Mary's Room, I was thinking it would come at the beginning. Well, for Mary's Room, you'd need a lot of build-up with her learning about the mechanics of vision, right? No, you could kind of just mention that she did that. The important part would be that it's about Mary's experiences once she's left the room. And whether she experiences anything new. Yeah, which she does. Yeah, the satisfying thing for writing the story is to have her experience some new experiences. So if any of our listeners want to write books in these styles we've outlined, let us know after your book gets published. We don't care before that. However, note that succeeding in getting your book written and published will mean that Ben loses interest in it automatically. I'd still like to hear about it, though. Write in to tell Lewis about it. Or share it on our forum. RequestCast is powered by the requests of listeners like you. You can send us your requests on the web at podcast.requestcomics.com or visit our forum at timefan.com.